here. Let me just let me just do this on the air. Um, I am actually I'm talking to Amelia. She came in today, and she asked me very specifically, "What's going on with Steven Crowder, and why are you involved in it?" And I'm really not involved in it. It's just that I logged on yesterday, and I hadn't seen Steven Crowder's first show back. Oh, by the way, title of the live stream is "All of the Ladies That I Work With Want My Meat." Uh, I'll explain that in in a bit. It's not it's not a weird Tennessee police station story. It's just a funny title. Okay, I promise. There's nothing weird about it. But um, I'm just I'm just gonna mark my territory a little bit in the studio because something very interesting happened today. So Amelia comes in. She's she's asking me about the Stephen Crowder thing yesterday. I logged in yesterday to do the live stream, and in my Discord server. Uh, Casey Mug Club was all over the place, and I don't know why. And I hadn't logged into the server. I I knew that Steven had done a show because he just came back from his end-of-the-year break that he always does, and he came back in the middle of the week, which is strange, but something happened. He clearly wanted to come back, and it was only a 26-minute video. So I knew that something had gone on. For those of you who don't, don't know, Steven Crowder left the blaze. There was some kind of a falling out. That, frankly, I think that Steven has been extremely diplomatic about. I think that something is going on, but he made it very clear that, look, I was just going in a different direction than the Blaze is going, and that's that. Here's what I can tell you. Um, I believe that Steven Crowder was the one big moneymaker that they had. I think that he wasn't – this is my opinion, okay? I have no facts here. I believe that they were not properly compensating him and his team for that. I believe that they couldn't come to an agreement because I know that he was trying to negotiate an agreement with the Blaze. And as a result, he decided to walk away from the Blaze. And Steven Crowder's in a position to do that because Steven Crowder has millions of subscribers. And I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about people who pay him every single month to be a member of Mug Club. The problem is that when you signed up for Mug Club, it went to the Blaze. And you got membership for the entire Blaze. And that's okay, except everybody was really there for Steven. There was a few people there for the other stuff, but everybody was there for Steven Crowder. And I think that we all in the industry know that. And I understand that for most of you in this audience right now, you're kind of radio people. And so you probably don't know a lot about the streamers. Maybe you don't know a lot about the TV side of things. Um, and, and that's okay. Uh, so I'm going to do my best to kind of just bridge that gap. If you don't know, Steven Crowder is the biggest conservative show on digital media, period. It's not even close. There's nobody else in the digital realm, meaning the internet, that is bigger than Steven Crowder. Nobody touches him at all. That's how big he is. In radio, he doesn't do radio, so he's not in that space. He's not interested in being in that space anymore. He used to be in radio. He's made it very clear he's not going back to radio. He's not going back to cable news or anything else. And his main complaints, and this is why for his entire career, you've always had a Steven Crowder element on my show, because... Everything that he walked away from this business because of are things that I have vented to all of you have happened to me. Everything. All of his experiences are standard in this business. Um, Now, I've had better companies to work for, worse companies to work for. I happen to work for a good one right now. Okay, But Steven Crowder basically made the point at the end of the year last year that 
he and the Blaze couldn't come to an agreement, and he was leaving. The problem is that the Blaze took all of the subscribers. They wouldn't release the subscriber list to him. They wouldn't give him his subscriber list so he could go after them and, and you know, that sort of thing. Now, he used to be with CRTV. CRTV bought the Blaze. They merged, and, and you know, as a result of that, there's, there's fallout. So he's caught up in the middle of all of that because he didn't work for the Blaze. But when CRTV, which is owned by Mark Levin, bought the Blaze, now all of a sudden he's a part of that. And the business model completely changed. But there's still contracts involved and that sort of stuff. So what Steven Crowder uh, did when he left the Blaze, in spite of setting up an email list and that sort of thing, for when they do bring Mug Club back so that way you can subscribe to his content, because he is demonetized everywhere. He set it up to where you could sign your little email, right? So when they do relaunch it, they'll be able to reach out to you. But he entertained offers from other places. So he left the Blaze. There's a couple of other places that he could go. He's a bit of a free agent. He was willing to look at their offers. Now, the video yesterday that Steven Crowder released, and I will tonight at the end of the show, I will be going upstairs into my second studio and recording a reaction video to what Steven Crowder said. So uh, point by point, I'm going to go through his video. And I'm going to give you my take on it. I don't usually do those sorts of things. Um, People have been asking me to do a lot of reaction videos. And I've asked my Discord server to kind of put them together. And and more of those are going to be coming out. But this one, this one I want to do because it's my industry. And because of the things that he's saying, I can maybe convey to all of you in a different way that he's not at liberty to do right now. Because he's trying not to burn bridges. And I appreciate that. I have burned most of my bridges. I don't really care. Um, it's just kind of where I'm at, and and that's okay. For example, if I apply for a job at Cumulus, it's an automatic denial. How do I know that? Because I've applied for jobs at Cumulus in the past, and it's an automatic denial. Why? My vac stance, period. Federated Media allowed me to do things throughout the pandemic that no other place allowed anybody to do, and and that's the truth, and I'm blessed to have been in a position to do that because I think if I had worked for any other company that I've ever worked for in this industry, I would have been fired a long time ago. Um, Or I would have quit because they would have had a vaccine mandate or something of that nature. So anyway, Steven Crowder, um, he entertained, I, you know, offers from other places. He's certainly, he's the biggest conservative commodity out there in, in live streaming video, whatever you want to call it. Like I said, it's not even close. If you have another name in the back of your head as being as big as Steven Crowder, just understand that they're probably four times smaller than he is. It's really not anything comparable to him. And and that includes entire rosters at like the Daily Wire. The entire roster at the Daily Wire doesn't touch Steven Crowder's reach. It really is that that true. And the only reason I bring up the Daily Wire is because they're probably the biggest one that you're all thinking of. Uh, but there are other other groups out there. So he goes out there and he says, look at the, the absolute garbage contract that I was offered to go work for somebody else. They wanted to pick up my show. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm watching Steven Crowder explain this and show it to everybody. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is my experience at CBS radio all over again from like. 15, 16 years ago. Now, you've heard me say this on on the show before, and and I will go into more detail about this, but it just happened. We were having a conversation when this happened, and it was already something I was planning on addressing with all of you anyway because I'm getting a lot of people asking me about it. 
And they're asking me about it because I've posted on Facebook that whatever Steve is, is doing, I'm interested in being a part of it. And I am because it's Steven Crowder. And if you have the ability to get on the ground floor of something that Steven Crowder is building, which I think he's building something with Jeremy at the quartering, who is another person that I respect anyway. If you have the ground floor as a creator to be a part of that, you go be a part of that. And, and that includes anybody out there who is just getting started, who listens to this show. You should want to be a part of that too, and you should be reaching out to Crowder and crew, period. This is, it has the potential to be everything that the Blaze was supposed to have been before the Blaze imploded under old management before CRTV had to buy the Blaze out. The Blaze, you have to understand something. The Blaze was a media company that I wanted to work for. And it was the first, like, big national media company that I'd ever been interested in working for. This business is full of a lot of charlatans. Uh, there's a lot of the record industry that is involved in this business. And those all of those horror stories you hear about musicians who get bad contracts, don't have control over their, their you know, Facebook pages and Twitter profiles and they're not making any money off of merch or anything like that. The company is selling their merch and they're not getting a cut. All of those horror stories that you hear, that's in this business too. And it's it, it gets ugly. So you kind of you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to do. Do you take the safe route and frankly get ripped off by the company you work for? Do you take the riskier route and not have guaranteed income and potentially fail? Do you try and find something in the middle? This is a very difficult thing for people to figure out. It's not an easy it's not an easy business. It really isn't. There's a reason that there's so few people in radio and television. And I know that there's a lot of celebrities or per se, but there aren't that many people on TV and there aren't that many people on radio. Radio's always been a very very small community. It's probably bigger now than it has been just because of podcasting. And a lot of the podcasting space is um, really just adjacent to radio. But this is a very small community. The reason I got my job, just so you understand how small radio is, the reason I got my job originally when I they did the American Idol audition thing in Las Vegas was because they got tired of hiring and firing these same people over and over again. Because there was nobody else available. There was no podcasting. There was no live streaming. There was no pipeline for people. To get on the radio, you either had to know somebody or you had to harass somebody until they knew who you were so you could give them your demo tape. I'm only talking about 16 years ago. That's it. That's how much this space has changed in that time. There was no live streaming, no podcasting. Twitch didn't exist. There was no YouTube live. There, there wasn't any of that. It was something that didn't exist. I was the youngest person in this business in the entire country. They wrote newspaper articles about it. The Drudge Report, back when it was good, had me all over their homepage. It was a big deal. I, I peaked in the national headlines too soon. I didn't capture all the digital stuff. And part of that is how I was treated by CBS Radio. And what CBS Radio was trying to do was limit liability and also prevent their talent from leaving the market and going to 
other markets and working for other companies. So what they actually did is they throttled careers. And I, you know, I didn't have anybody who was actively guiding me at that time. Steven Crowder is kind of in that point right now. The difference between his career trajectory and mine is that he has the ability to say, bleep you, I'm going to do my own thing. I didn't. So he, he has the, the ability to build something brand new that could be very, very big. And so, yeah, I know that some of you see me kind of post that, yes, I want to be a part of that. And it's true. I do. I don't know what it looks like, folks. I have no idea what it looks like. Uh, it's, you know, it, it sounds like they're looking at building a network of people that would be able to broadcast from anywhere in, in the country and, and all of that stuff. And I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that that's the case. Um, a couple of people have asked, are, am I leaving? No, not, there's no plans to do any of that. Okay. It's don't jump to any conclusions or anything of that nature, nor have I had any conversations with Steven Crowder in company. So it's just one of those things where this is a very big thing that is happening in this space and I'm taking note of it. And yeah, if I can be a part of it, I will be a part of it. If you can be a part of it, if you're a creator out there, you should be a part of it too. And so if you have the opportunity, shoot them an email and get on the ground level of that. Um, now, I mean, some of the stuff is like, if you take a day off, you lose a hundred thousand dollars. If you get in a car accident or something and you miss a whole month of work, like you can lose 250 grand in the contract that they're paying. Now, obviously, that's going to scale based on your worth, but they were offering him gobs of money. But they were also the way that the contract that he was highlighting was being structured was, yeah, we're offering you tons of money. But if you don't do everything that we want you to do, you can lose 90 percent of it. And so without naming names, and I know that many of you have a theory as to who it is. I have a theory as to who it is. But with respect to Steven Crowder saying, I'm not trying to alienate or burn bridges here. I'm calling this out because I think we can do better. And we have to stop chewing up and eating conservative talent. We have to build a bench of young people, which you've heard me say a million times on this show. Who did I find as, as fill-in hosts when I went on vacation? For years and years, we found podcasters and we developed them. And they went on to bigger and better things. Most of them did. Why? Because I believe in doing that. I don't connect with the 20-somethings like I did 10 years ago. It's a natural progression of life. I'm older now. Um, I'm still the same person that I was, but, you know, I'm older now. And, and just by the, the fact that I'm older, I'm not going to connect with those younger people anymore. So my audience has started to get older with me, and that's okay. I mean, I always knew that that was going to happen. My audience still tends to be younger than the average talk audience, but I'm also younger than the average talk radio host. Uh, but that's changing, and as time goes on, you have to have people come in behind you and fill those gaps because you're always going to have new generations that are going to need creators. You're always going to have that. And our business has been so focused on don't chase younger people don't cater to younger people. And then all of a sudden they find themselves where their audience is 55 and older and they don't know what to do because they're not making any money and nobody's listening anymore. And that has to stop. I mean, it, it does. It just has to stop. You have to build a pipeline. And you don't build a pipeline by, frankly, screwing people over, which is what Steven Crowder was highlighting. And so, yeah, I think that what he did yesterday was powerful. I think it was extremely important, but it was something that... um had been happening at a in a greater capacity in the digital space than I was aware of. And 
unfortunately, it's it's something that I've kind of known about just in general in this business that Steven Crowder is now learning for the first time because he's had a he's had a pretty good gig, I will say, just just with kind of being left alone with, you know, CRTV and the blaze and that sort of thing. I'm not going to say that he had it easy. I don't know what his contract looked like, but he hasn't had to deal with these contract negotiations and the predatory practices that come with it sometimes. Um, now he's having to deal with it and he doesn't like the way it looks and I don't blame him, but he's in a unique position where he's the most popular conservative on the internet and he can tell them to go pound sand and his message to companies like that were, look, um, do better so we don't kill ourselves here as a movement. And then the other thing was young people don't sign these contracts. I will build you an alternative. And that's what we need. We need somebody to do that. He's in a position, I think, to do that. And I hope that he does. And if I can be a part of that in some way, shape, or form, I would be happy to. If I can't be a part of it, I will still promote the heck out of it because younger people who are up and coming in this business need to have that. The the way of doing things in media is completely changing. And I don't mean with content creation. I'm talking about contracts and everything else. And trying to do things the old way isn't going to do anything but alienate people. And we've got to get away from it. So whatever he builds, I'm in behind it 100%. So that's what's going on. There's nothing else beyond that. Like I said, I'll do a reaction video after the show today. I will publish that on Rumble and Odyssey and everything else uh, probably tonight, just so you guys have a little bit more of a breakdown of what's going on. So make sure you look for that at Casey, the host, on all of my video platforms. we got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendricks.